0: Good morning, everyone. If you'd like to put yourself on mute, that will be fantastic. Thank you very much indeed. I've got some great news and you know what it is from next Sunday. We're going to be holding our physical services again. Yay! Now, of course, I'll just remind you a little bit about it very briefly. They're going to be fortnightly initially alternating with a purely online Zoom service. And Zoom's going to carry on for a good few weeks anyway. You can book in with me already. Send me an email, a text or a message direct to me on WhatsApp rather than the church WhatsApp. That'll be really good. Booking closes on Friday, the 16th of April at noon. And there's only four spaces left. So that's really encouraging. You're going to need to wear some sort of face covering. Uh, We'll be sat two metres apart in our bubbles and we're still not allowed to sing. And we still can't interact with people before the service and after the service. Now, all that sounds pretty, hey, but it's still going to be good to meet together if you're able to and you want to. OK, two more things. pre meeting is on Zoom on Wednesday, at eight o'clock. Uh, our midweek meetings are always interactive. So that would be good. The Monday House group is going to be next on the 19th of April. Uh, these notices, by the way are always in the scripts that I put on the website every Monday. So if you don't get on at 11 at all, a few minutes to 11, and you don't capture all the notices and you think, oh, I wonder if there's anything pertinent to me this week, you can always read them on the script uh, on the website. And if you're not sure where that is, I can point you in the right direction. Great. Jill's going to lead us today. At the end, we've got some breakout rooms. Stop and chat if you like, and if you can, go over to Jill.
1: Thank you. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for coming. Let's pray. God, thank you that you are God and you don't change. Lord, the world changes and the world has changed in this last week. And things have happened uh, to us and around us and things will no doubt happen to us and around us today and this coming week as well. But God, we don't need to get lost in the ups and the downs of the world. We can look to you. We can um, catch catch the solidity of you, our rock. We can stand in your power to face whatever is coming our way. And Lord, thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness to us. In weeks and years gone by, especially in this last week, Lord, we thank you in advance for your faithfulness in this week to come. Lord, we look forward to everything that you have to say to us this morning. Amen. Amen. Mm. Amen. Right, we're going to start by uh, singing um, uh, just a song of praise about who Jesus is, who God is. Let's just declare it and, and sing some truth. It's all good.
2: Every tongue confess, Christ is Lord, you're the King of glory, strong. Okay.
3: Session this morning. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we thank you for the hope we have in Jesus. And as we celebrated Easter last weekend, we were reminded that you overcame sin and death. I pray that as we go about our daily business, in the ordinariness of our lives, that you would meet us. Whether we are doing the washing up, sending emails, or just sitting with a cup of tea would would we remember you and offer you our praise and worship? As you fill us up, would your spirit flow out of us to the people we encounter, people in the supermarket or someone on the phone, a neighbour or family member, perhaps a complete stranger? Would they hear of your love and hope and be moved closer to you as you call them near? I also pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world. Whether they are free or imprisoned, persecuted or not, would they be strengthened at this time? Encourage your church, Father, so that we can be a light in the darkness. Turn our eyes to you so that where we are, we can change the atmosphere. Give us your perspective so that we can be vessels of hope, peace, comfort and joy and love. And Father, we just pray for the nations that are still battling this virus, some more than others. May governments and nations work together to distribute vaccines. And with the solutions for returning back to normal life, be born out of wisdom by our leaders. Mm. Continue to unite us in this struggle, and let it not fracture societies and national ties that are already weakened in many areas at this time. And Lord, we just want to remember the life of Prince Philip, or as we remember the life of Prince Philip, we thank you for the service he brought to this nation and others around the world. And we pray for the Queen and the rest of the Royal Family as they take this time to mourn. Unite them also as they come together as a family in sorrow. Um, And I'd just like to end with the Lord's prayer. So if you'd like to, you can join at where you are. Um, But yes, our Father, who art in heaven, Mm -hmm. hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day Mm -hmm. our daily bread. Forgive Mm -hmm. us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.
4: were the word at the beginning one with god the lord most high your hidden glory in creation now revealed in you our christ
0: what a beautiful name
4: Jesus you brought heaven down. My sin was great, your love was greater. What could
2: separate us now? What a wonderful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus
4: name. It is the name of Jesus.
5: Amen. The reading this morning is taken from 2 Chronicles chapter 20 verses 1 to 13. It happened after this that the people of Moab, with the people of Ammon, and others with them besides the Ammonites, came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea from Syria, and they are the Hazazon Tamar, which is En-Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared And set himself to seek the Lord, and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord, and from all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court, and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? Do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand, is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abram, your friend forever? And they dwell in it and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, if disaster comes upon us, such as the sword, judgment, pestilence or famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence. For your name is in this temple and cry out to you in our affliction and you will hear and save. And now here are the people of Ammon. Moab and Mount Seir whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt but they turned from them and did not destroy them here they are rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession which you have given us to inherit O oh, our God will you not judge them for we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us Nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Now all Judah, with their little ones, their wives and their children, stood before the Lord. May the Lord bless his word to us this morning. Amen. It could only be God.
0: It could only be God. In April and May, we'll be looking at some of God's miracles as described in the Bible. What can God do that we can't do? Loads of stuff. Often we don't show enough dependency on God on a day-to-day basis, I think. Starting last week, we're looking at nine striking things that God did. That you'd have to be very silly indeed to say it was a coincidence or it was just nature. I think that when God does something, it usually is obvious it was him who did it. And over the next few weeks, we're going to be celebrating what God has done and what only God can do. Often these are very surprising things and are not expected by the people that are there. We think of them as like fairy tales and nonsense. They seem unbelievable. But we're going to be looking at these miracles and it's going to mean a response from us. Hopefully it's going to stir us that God is still active today, not just when the Bible was written or somewhere else in another continent. And we're going to be reminded that we need to look to God for his love and his power. We're going to be reminded, hopefully as well, that it's good to be bewildered by God. If there's a passage of scripture that sums up the main gist of what we're going to be learning, hopefully over the next two months, It's Ephesians 1, 17 to 19. I'm going to read it from the International Standard Version. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, the most glorious Father, would give you a wise spirit, along with revelation that comes through knowing the Messiah fully. Then, with the eyes of your hearts enlightened, you will know the confidence that is produced by, by God having called you, the rich glory that is his inheritance among the saints, And the unlimited greatness of his power for us who believe, according to the working of his mighty strength. Last week we looked at Easter, of course, and we saw God's power, his unexpected power. Today we're thinking about Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah had an encounter with God that afterwards there was only one thing they could say. It could only be God. That's what people of Judah could say. That was what happened. They had a terrible problem. And in verses two of what Phyllis read for us in our reading, we read that some people said that a vast army was coming. Now, I remember some uh, different films that I've watched. And this word, the army, isn't literally army in the Hebrew. It means a murmur, a roar. And the film I think about when I hear about that is Michael Caine film, 1964. You all know it, or some of you will anyway. Zulu. I remember that when the Zulu people, warriors came, you didn't just see them. You heard them. And weren't those men in Scarlet, Michael Caine and the officers and the men, all pretty scared of what was going on because they heard the sound as well as seeing the enemy, does it sound a bit dramatic? That's how that's how Jehoshaphat felt. I wonder. Do you think I'm exaggerating just for a bit of uh, license, for a preacher's license? In verse three we read that the king was alarmed but this is a bit watered down for what the hebrew says in some translations it's a lot stronger it says jehoshaphat was frightened he was afraid terrified shaken seized with fear have you ever been seized with fear that's how jehoshaphat was it was a real thing that was happening they were going to be destroyed by this vast army Perhaps I, and maybe you as well, would have made sure that your army was equipped with the best bow and arrow technology and get the army out quick. But what did Jehoshaphat do? He called on God and he did this publicly and he did it straight away. God was about to save his people again, but Jehoshaphat and his subjects didn't know that. However, they trusted God. And did what he told them to do, despite it sounded extremely stupid. I've read lots of instances in the Bible, I bet you have as well, about how God did surprising things, things that were unexpected. I've read about it in in, uh, recent history as well. Now, I don't know if you call 1905 recent history, but in 1905, some of you will know, several thousand people got saved in the Neaton. And the, the chap who was kind of the catalyst for it, the Reverend, uh, the Reverend Roderick Kedwood, he was a young minister in the Neaton at the time. And he heard God say that he should get some uh, cards printed that said the word full on them. So he got them printed. And within a few weeks, most of the churches in the town were full. The main theatre, The Prince of Wales Theatre that it was later called the Hippodrome Theatre was full. So even though it seemed really daft and really strange that God would say just out of nowhere, get these cards printed with the word full on within three or four weeks. That's what they needed. The churches were full of people praying, of people seeking. How do I become a Christian? So they had to put on the outside full because there was no space for people to come in isn't that brilliant nod your head i can't hear you that's okay i don't want to hear you but i do want to see some nodding heads that's brilliant thank you very much so jehoshaphat prayed earnestly and all his people with him the amazing thing is at the end of the prayer they did this they stood still now again if it was me i'd have prayed to god And then I'd have gone and thought, oh, now we need to do these military things. Now we need to get into action. But they stood still because they were waiting for God. They were listening for what God had to say. They didn't just go straight into what they thought was the right thing to do. They listened to God. And we know he had some surprising things that he had to say. They needed courage to do what God said, because God didn't just say, I'll take care of it. The battle is mine. Don't worry about it. He was saying, yes, the battle is mine, but I still want you to partner with me. I still want you to have a part in what is happening. What was the immediate reaction of the people? They fell face down. They were just saying, Lord, we believe you. We trust in you. And they were praising God. Some other people, the Levites, with a loud voice, even more than Brian Blessed would give. They were giving it lots because this was before the battle. But they believed God. They didn't have to wait for God to do something. They believed God. God rescued them. God saved them in an amazing way. And if you want to read the second half of the chapter of what Phyllis read, you will see what happened. You'll see how God sorted it out in an unusual way. But it was God who did it and it was God who got the glory. It was an awesome thing. It was surprising what happened. What about Nuneaton in 2021? What are we expecting? The Living Bible translates Habakkuk 3.2 like this. Oh Lord, Now I have heard your report, and I worship you in awe for the fearful things you are going to do. In this time of our great need, begin again to help us as you did in years gone by. Show us your power to save us. In your wrath, remember mercy. God is still in control today. God can save us. God can still do amazing, surprising and unexpected things. Things can happen in our lives. And in the lives of other people in the meeting, that can point back to God in an undeniable way. How will we worship and pray now?
1: Thanks, John. Uh, Let's consider that while we uh, sing our next song together.
0: only be God. It was a big surprise as to what God did to Judah's enemies, and especially how he did it. It could only be God. But it was no surprise, I think, that Jehoshaphat's first action was to seek God on hearing about the large enemy that was coming and the impending destruction that would inevitably come Jehoshaphat was king of Judah for 25 years roughly from about 870 BC he was generally a good king he grew up in a family that for a large part honoured God his dad King Asa prayed a similar prayer to Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles 14 verse 11 and some of you will know it as part of a hymn now we rest on thee and in thy name we go The secret of why Jehoshaphat did what he did in 2 Chronicles 20 can be easily deduced from 2 Chronicles 17 verses 3 to 6 and it's a summary of his character. So here it is in the New Living Translation. The Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he followed the example of his father's early years and did not worship the images of Baal. He sought his father's God, and obeyed his commands instead of following the evil practices of the kingdom of Israel. So the Lord established Jehoshaphat's control over the kingdom of Judah. All the people of Judah brought gifts to Jehoshaphat, so he became very wealthy and highly esteemed. He was deeply committed to the ways of the Lord. He removed the pagan shrines and Asherah poles from Judah. And as a footnote on verse 6, It says his heart was courageous in the things of God. And the message says he was single minded in following God. It's probably true, isn't it? That if we're seeking God in the easy times, when we're on a mountaintop or when there isn't too much of a storm. Then when things do get. Hair raising or whatever, or they like are really difficult. Then we can say, Lord, I trust you. I know you. We have a relationship with God. We've heard lots of things about Prince Philip, haven't we, over the last few days and what a great legacy he left. His public service, his devotion and support to Her Majesty the Queen, a family man, sporty, all great stuff. Jehoshaphat's legacy is really obvious, too. In public and private, he clearly sought God. He pointed people to God, probably without even realising it. He just got on with life and generally lived the way that God wanted him to. He pointed his subjects to God with his actions and with his speech. And he's still pointing people to God through his actions and his speech. When I die, hopefully. Many years to come in my 70s, my 80s and 90s, because I'm only just past my youth, as you all know. I want to be known as a man who is courageous in godly things. I want to be known as a man after God's own heart. I want to be pointing people to God too. But I need, need the eyes of my heart to be open further. I know that occasionally I'm more preoccupied with me And easily forget to look to God. I want to continue to change. God is awesome. And can easily surprise us. So easily. When when God works. We don't need to get our magnifying glass out. And look for God's fingerprints. And say, oh was that God? Did he do something then? When God does something. In our lives. He does it. And people can see. God can work in secret, but often things are just out in the open. And I want my life to be like that, that people see God working in me, God changing me. I want it to be like in previous generations, both in the Nineaton and elsewhere, that we can say it can only be God who did that. Are you ready for Jesus to be Lord of your life? Are you ready for God to take control of who you are and what you want to do? Are you ready for the eyes of your heart to be opened by God? Are you ready to say like Jehoshaphat, I do not know what to do, but my eyes are on you. I'm going to pray a prayer. I've written it down already. I don't often do that. But the prayer is just a circumstance of life. And I'll read it all out. And then at the end of each circumstance of life, there's a little phrase that you might want to say in your head. God, I look to you. When all is well in life and the feeling of deep joy surrounds me. God, I look to you. When people encourage me and often practically show their love. God. I look to you. When sin calls my name and pokes at my weaknesses. God, I look to you. When I've said or done something and immediately want to undo that. God, I look to you. When my bank balance is nearly red and I don't have the means to change that. God, I look to you. When a close friend or family member has disturbing medical news, God, I look to you. When I feel alone and isolated for yet another day, God, I look to you. When the exam marks I had hoped for are totally exceeded, God, I look to you. When I hear another person insult you, Lord, God, I look to you. When I shuffle into the darkest valley that I've ever entered. God, I look to you. When the sun is shining and I hear the birds praising you. God, I look to you. When I wonder if you really love me. God, I look to you. When I start to feel that the prime of my life has already passed, God, I look to you. When the yoke I wear causes me to know your beautiful closeness to me, God, I look to you. When the praises of my lips spring up from a sure knowledge of you, God, I look to you. God. God. I intend that in all times and in all places that I will look to you. You are my Saviour and Lord. Open the eyes of my heart to see you at work in others and in me. Help me to see that it could only be God more often in my life. But also let my response in every circumstance be to honour you as I look to you today and every day. Holy Spirit. Help me to keep in step with you.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you, John. That was a lot of circumstances to look to God in. And that is exactly what we need to do, isn't it? Every circumstance. That's where we start. Oh, my goodness. I need to say that to myself about 10 times a day, I think. But yes, let's look to God because he is where (laughs) everything is. We're gonna sing a really, really old chorus now, (laughs) which John got very excited about. (laughs) Um, So I hope you will uh, uh, have some happy memories uh, singing this one. Um, There is truth. Yes, we are singing truth today. We love that. Let's, uh, Let's join in and sing. There is power in the name of Jesus.
2: There is power in the name
4: of Jesus. We believe in his name. We have called on the name of
2: Jesus. We are saved. Are free, for there is no other. i stop.
1: And sing some more truth and powerful stuff. It's all good. (laughs) to share with you um, an encouragement. Encouragements are good, aren't they? Let's listen to a few of the lyrics that we've um, sung this morning. If you've been singing and I hope you have this is what you've been saying this morning. Jesus all power and glory belong to you only it's all yours. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. He's roaring with power and fighting our battles. And just to go along with that, here are a few um, verses um, that that also talk about the power of God and and how he works for us. And what the benefit of of us knowing that, that God is the all powerful one. Ephesians six, verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. God's power doesn't mean that, you know, we we can, you know, we can be weak. No, we're called to be strong in his power. Let's do it. Colossians one eleven. Being strengthened with all power. Here we go again. Strength through his power, according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience. Mm, I don't particularly want endurance and patience, but I guess we all need it, don't we? Yes, I do, definitely. So here we go. That's what we do. We are being strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, so that we can have that. 2 Peter 1.3. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. This is brilliant. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of of the Holy Spirit. Wow, yes. I think I will pray that over you all at the very end. But first, we have some more encouragements. Now, I'm not gonna apologize for this because this has made me laugh and filled my heart with joy this week. It's been brilliant. Um, I blame Spring Harvest because I heard the song on one of their big start uh, morning things for the children, I absolutely loved it, and now I found this uh, video on YouTube, so I'm, I'm going to share this with you. Enjoy, and um, join in. Absolutely, there's words, there's words. So uh, let's uh, let's. I hope this will um, uh, make you laugh and, and fill your heart with joy too. If I can press all the right buttons, that would be good. Right.
2: straight. and say, Shout out and worship Him. So clap your hands and sing. t
1: God, thank you that you put joy in our hearts and thank you that there are so many oh wow moments that we can see in the Bible that we have seen in our own lives. God, help us to keep looking to you to know that you are an awesome God who we can trust and rely on no matter what the circumstances. Amen. Amen. Thank you.